Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Don't back down with this pitch clock with Clark. Don't back down. You sacrificed a lot in that labor deal uh, to get possession of the rules uh, without any uh, uh, you didn't have to have any agreements with the players you gave up a lot to control the rules of the sport which you should control I don't want to have any increased time in the in the playoffs I'm not interested uh, we have all seen that you can play these games in two hours and 15 20 minutes and you can have dramatic ball games in this uh, in the regular season with two hours and 15 minutes and you can have the same scenario in the postseason we do not need extra seconds put on the clock in any shape way or form it's confusing enough to figure the damn thing out we don't need it again leave the pitch clock the way it is let the players adapt all players can adapt they adapted in all the sports they adapt to a to a clock in football with the play clock they adopt they adopted to the 24 second clock in the nba they adopted to the clock in college basketball they've all learned how to adapt the players today in baseball have learned how to adapt i do not need an extension of this after we went through this for six months i do not need and i know you want to throw the players a bone so maybe they give you a break down the road and you can get along and do a little kumbaya they're not going give you a little break down the road and there's no kumbaya a player association does not give you kumbayas so this is something that you negotiated everybody loves it you heard jp crawford tell us yesterday how much he loves it uh and their mariner team might be in the playoffs you do not need to change all right case closed i do not want any pitch clock extension uh the first week of october Leave the leave well enough alone. And I know Rob is basically trying to be a good guy, but because Rob, what do you think? All of a sudden, the players are going to love Manfred if he goes out there and gives them an extra couple seconds with guys on base or uh, in the pitch clock in the postseason. No, he's not. The players can't stand him. Uh, I shouldn't say that. They don't. It's not that. The, but the it's an adversarial relationship. You know, players and management, it's adversarial. That's never going to change. So they think, you know what? I throw them this bone. They throw me a bone back. No, they won't. No, they won't. They will scratch and claw for every extra seat they get on a spring training bus. They will not sit there and give you a nickel and give you a dime back. So if you're smart, if you're Manfred and the owners, and, and it's, it shouldn't be changed anyway. Just from a standpoint of competitiveness, this pitch clock's the best thing to hit the sport in years. Now all of a sudden you're going to change it for the postseason? Let me ask you this. In postseason basketball, do they add five seconds on the shot clock? And, and go to 24 to 30 to give teams a better chance to get better shots? In football, do they change the, uh, the play clock to 40 seconds from 35? In college basketball, in the NCAA tournament, do they extend the shot clock? They do not. They play by the same rules that they played to get to this point. Don't change, Rob. That's a horrific mistake. Don't change. Players have adapted well enough. They can continue to adapt. And by October, they'll be in full in sync with the pitch clock. No other sport changes its postseason rules, you know, for something along these lines. I mean, they might change an overtime scenario and everything else. I buy that. But as far as the way the game is played, they don't, uh, none of these other sports, do they sit there and do they change? Do they make the uh, hockey periods an extra two minutes? No, they do not. Do they change the icing rules? No, they do not. The same rules apply come October, come June. Don't even listen. You want to listen to them? So you want to placate them? Make them think you're out there? Fine. Don't change it. That'd be a 
terrible error. The Northwestern situation, a couple things I want to discuss here. The Northwestern situation is number one. Uh, you know, it, it, you, if you didn't see it, Pat Fitzgerald, who was fired, of course, been there forever, is a good player. Uh, they've won lots of games for him. He's done nothing but, you know, tried to win in a very difficult place. Uh, and they've been competitive. And I've, we've never heard boo about him for all these years. Uh, so uh, you like to give him the benefit of the doubt. He hired an attorney overnight. Uh, he's owed about $50, $40, million, and he, at- he hired an attorney overnight because obviously Northwestern, after they agreed, both parties, on a two-week suspension based on this hazing uh, controversy uh, where a former player uh, you know, claimed he, you know, a lot of uh, terrible conduct by Northwestern upperclassmen, and I guess he's been, this player has been reinforced by some others. Um, uh, you know, I know the president said 11. I haven't seen any other players say anything besides the one kid. But regardless, it seems like there's more than one player involved here. Anyway, to make a long story short, Fitzgerald, you know, was claimed he knew nothing about it. And the investigative team that Northwestern hired and has been going on for months, not weeks. I guess that team was examining this whole scenario for, you know, two, three months minimum. And I guess that the investigative arm that the university hired, independent uh, arm, did not find any evidence to support the idea that Fitzgerald sort of knew what was happening here and, you know, quietly condoned condoned it as what the ex-player said. Um, And so they reached an agreement. The president and Fitzgerald, you want to call it a slap on a wrist? wrist? Go ahead. And the agreement was a two-week suspension. So... Uh, and he agreed to a two-week summer vacation, so to speak, summer suspension, until yesterday in which the president came out and changed that agreement and, uh, you know, fired him and said, well, we, you know, uh, he, he slept on it, he thought about it. And uh, I don't know if there's any more evidence that came out, uh, but whatever the reason, I don't know, I, I didn't see any other evidence. I, I, I didn't see any other former Northwestern players uh, in quantity support this. Uh, and I also read quotes that the, the original player wanted to get Fitzgerald fired and, you know, had a little axe to grind. Who knows if that is true? Uh, but the bottom line is after that agreement was reached between Fitzgerald and the president about the two-week suspension, the president then went out and said, oh, I've changed my mind. Now we're going to fire him. And that precipitated a move by Fitzgerald to hire an attorney because he wants his money. You know, uh, you know, we all know that uh, that ship has now sailed. He's not going to coach ever Northwestern again. And who knows if he's ever going to coach in college football again. You get labor, you get labeled there, you know, go ask uh, after the Penn State disaster with Sandusky and Paterno. You get labor, labeled here in this day and age and you uh, sexual misconduct by players, anything else, you know, you're, you're finished as a head coach. It's over. And that's not, that's just the way it is. But you know, if you agreed to a two-week suspension and then the next day you get a full-time firing and then they, and maybe Northwestern did this to save the 40 million, who knows? You know, they're going to make him now, you know, go out there and fight for his money. Now, Connecticut tried to do that with Kevin Ali and Kevin Ali sued and won when they fired him with cause, they thought. And Ali came back and he won about 11 million bucks. You know, I don't know enough about the details, but Ali did, did win that. And I, I, I don't know if, if Fitzgerald hired a, an attorney right out of the gate. This is a guy who's been there forever. He was a former Northwestern player. So he's got a tremendous, I'm trying to keep up the, he's got a blemish-free 
background. This is not a guy that's been in trouble uh, in any shape, way, or form. And today, Northwestern, by the way, uh, have kept the assistants on. So every assistant on Northwestern staff stays for 2023, yet the head coach, who according to the investigative team, knew nothing or there was no evidence to suggest that he knew anything at all about this hazing procedure at Northwestern is fired. So that, you know, and you know how these presidents get, they get nervous. Uh, I, I don't know enough about it. I haven't followed it. I don't, the kid is anonymous. Nobody knows who he is. He's transferred to another school. Eventually that name will come out. Uh, I'm sure there'll be information on both sides. Now, now that Fitzgerald has been killed in the media and, you know, his uh, reputation has been, besmirched and finished and probably done in college football. Uh, you know, now the shoe's going to go the other foot and we're going to find out some things about the, uh, some players here that are not going to be too kind too, because a lot of Northwestern players backed up Fitzgerald right out of the gate. And, you know, uh, I guess there was some sign that Fitzgerald clapped during practice a certain way. That was an indication that the freshmen were going to be hazed. And the players said that's not true. That never, that's not the case. So there's a lot of things here that are a little unclear. But Northwestern made its bed. They fired the head coach, a coach with an impeccable record, who played there, who won there who has done nothing but be spirited. And, you know, I'm going to support him because I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this because I've never seen anything in the last decade to indicate anything that is troubling, plus the fact they kept all the assistant coaches there. So, I mean, let me, and plus the investigative team did not find anything, did not find any evidence that he knew what, and he supported and knew what was going on. Now, you want to make the argument that any kind of hazing is bad, and you can certainly say that. Uh, you know, uh, the rituals of the 1940s are past. I understand. I get it. But uh, you're going to make the coach responsible for every member of the team. Uh, and you're going to do that with the coach. Yet his assistants get off scot-free. And, I, 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 and the assistants can stay and the head coach can't. Well, how about the defensive coordinator? How about the special teams coach? How about the recruiting evaluator? How about the guy who's in charge of that day's practice? I mean, there's a million coaches on these teams. There's 20 coaches. All of them uh, didn't know yet Fitzgerald uh, now all of a sudden may have. I don't get it. And I understand it's the coach's responsibility for a winning culture. I understand that. He's got to create it. But for the last 10, 12 years, it seems to me that Pat Fitzgerald has created a winning culture at Northwestern. You know, it's an academic school. It's very difficult to win there. And he has done nothing but be, been pretty competitive in a brutal conference. You know, the Big Ten, and that is not easy. And he's been in Big Ten championship games. He's been in Rose Bowls. He's a guy's done a pretty good job. I mean, from what I, he's been in bowl games on New Year's Day. I mean, I would like to think that you'd give him the benefit of the doubt if the investigative team tells you, you know what, I found no evidence, Mr. President, that he knew about this. I'd like to think you'd give him the benefit of the doubt. All right, you know what, first time, I know the player claims, blah, blah, blah. Let's suspend him for a while. Let's get the message and point across, and let's give him two or three weeks off, a timeout, and without pay. And then, you know, we'll see if we can recover here at the end of the summer. That's what I would think would be the common, the common sense thing to do, especially since the investigative team that you hired for two months didn't find any evidence they knew what was going on. That's what I would like to th- That's what I, And then you kept the coaches. So all the guys that he hired as his assistants, they're okay to coach, but he isn't? I don't know. That's a little rough to me. That, that's just me. 
Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.